Hello and welcome to your guide to the good stuff. I'm your host, Jim Graber. Life is too short not to enjoy every moment of it, so we're going to share with you the tips, tricks, tools, and strategies to help make your day-to-day life easier and more enjoyable. Plus, we're going to help you create those special moments, the ones that lead to lifetime memories, all without breaking the bank, because you deserve it. Hello and welcome to today's episode, Everyone's Favorite Turkey. Thanksgiving is such a wonderful time at our house. Lots of family, food, and games for four days. Now, one big difference today from years past is we don't go stand in line somewhere to get the Black Friday deals. I remember getting the Thursday paper with all the ads for Black Friday, along with the doorbusters happening at midnight. Everyone would have a notebook as they went through the ads, searching for deals on the gifts they wanted to buy. Then a plan would be made of who would go to which store. The person going to a particular store would get the list from everyone who needed something from that store and buy for everyone. It was a divide-and-conquer strategy. My wife and brother-in-law were experts at the game. Most years, I just stayed home with the kids. Standing for a few hours out in the cold waiting to buy something was not my idea of a great night. The stores got smart, staggered the opening times. One would open at midnight while others would be at 2 a.m. That way you could go to multiple stores in the course of the night. On one occasion I went with my wife, I recall standing in line at the now defunct Toys R Us. The line wrapped all the way around the back of the building. When we finally got inside, the line for the checkout wound through the store all the way to the back wall. I immediately got in the checkout line while my wife got what we came for, and we still had an hour to wait just to check out. Then we went and got in line at the Nebraska Furniture Mart. It was cold and not my idea of fun, but my wife and brother-in-law loved it. So on one of her Black Friday trips, she bought me a master-built electric smoker. Now, I know some of the purists are probably yelling at me right now. You need wood-fired or pellets or charcoal or any other number of ways to naturally smoke. And I'd always heard of the wood-fired smokers. thought they'd be interesting, but I also knew they took a lot of work and attention. Maybe not so much with the pellet style, but I knew the wood style took a lot of work. But this electric smoker was a gift, and I wanted to try it. The first thing I noticed was it came with a Bluetooth remote. And you know me, I like convenience and gadgets. There's going to be a picture of the remote on the website as well as a picture of the smoker. You can control the heat and time from the remote, and this has proven to be very valuable to me. I set the smoker out on our driveway, and when it's cold, I stay in the house, and I can still monitor the heat setting, the time, and the meat probe temperature. And for me, I have an added advantage because my Nest driveway camera can show me if there's enough smoke coming from the smoker. If it's low, it's an indication I need to add more chips. Now I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but the convenience of this smoker is huge for me. And as you'll see from the pictures, it looks like a mini fridge with a glass door in the front. There's a display panel on the top where you can see the temperature and time you've set. It displays current temperature, remaining time, and most importantly, the meat probe temperature. The meat probe is the secret to the entire process. The internal temperature of what you're cooking determines the outcome. 
Every recipe lists the time associated with how long it'll take to smoke it, but the internal temperature is the best gauge. The recipes work on general times, but the size and thickness of what you're smoking varies, and the internal temperature is the science behind it. It's the only way to know for sure what you're smoking is done. Then there's a wood chip bin on the side. It's a half-cylinder tray that you put in the wood chips, you push it into the smoker, and rotate it 180 degrees to dump the chips into an internal tray that sets above the heater. The chips get hot enough to smolder and give off plenty of smoke, but they don't light up in flame. And of course, they sell all kinds of chips, from oak to cherry. I've even got chips that are made from used Jack Daniel barrels. Those work out really well. And the ability to add wood chips make the smoker get the same results as one of the wood fire units. I try to keep a nice flow of smoke out of the top of the vent to know that I'm getting the full smoke effect. Then there's an oval pan that sets in the bottom that's below above the heating element and the chips that's filled with water and the water evaporates and helps keep the meat moist. The basic premise is slow cooking the meat. It's like a smoke-filled crock pot. Slow cooking produces a much more tender meat. The highest temperature I've ever used is 225 degrees. The downside is, is the meat takes hours to cook instead of minutes, which is also why I like the remote. I can do a lot of other things and pull the remote out of my pocket every once in a while to check on progress, and of course look at the camera on my phone to see if I need to add chips. The first time I used the smoker, I made ribs, and I used something called a 3-2-1 process. You apply a dry rub to the ribs, and I use various pre-made rubs. And something I learned after my first set of ribs is you have to remove the membrane from the back side of the ribs before seasoning or smoking. This is a skin on the underside of the ribs, and a trick I learned is once you get it to peel up a little bit, use a wet paper towel to grip it, and it makes peeling the membrane off easy. I didn't do this the first time I made ribs, and they were good, but just not as tender as I thought they should be. But ever since, they've been perfect. The smoker, again, is set to 225 degrees. Smoke them with just the rub for three hours. And, of course, I had chips to keep a steady stream of smoke coming out of the smoker vent. After the three hours, pull them out, wrap them in foil, and add an apple cider mix on the ribs. This is a tenderizer and flavor adder. You basically wrap them in foil surrounded by apple cider liquid. There are several options besides apple cider, but the key is you put a liquid in to keep them moist and help tenderize them, as I said before. Back into the smoker they go for two hours, and no need for chips with the ribs wrapped in foil. Then after two hours, take them out of the foil, cover them in barbecue sauce, back into the smoker for an hour with the meat probe, and let them smoke until the meat probe reads 165 degrees. Now during this process, I add in the wood chips because it keeps adding to the smoke flavor, but these ribs are so good, you're going to be amazed how you'll sit there and eat a whole rack of ribs yourself before you know it. Then I try to brisket. We buy a side of beef every year from a local rancher, so the quality of the grass-fed beef is amazing. But a brisket takes a whole lot longer than ribs. It's the same process with the dry rub seasoning, same 225 degrees, but you smoke it until the internal temperature is 195 degrees. It can take up to an hour per pound to smoke. 
I plan an hour per pound on my timer, but I only watch the meat probe, and when it reaches 195 degrees, your brisket's done. But then something I learned is it needs a resting period. I wrap it in foil and a towel and put it in an ice chest for an hour. This resting period allows the juices to soak through all the meat. The results are amazing. It's always tender, always juicy, and you can eat it a whole lot faster than the cook time. But I typically smoke a brisket on the weekend. I put it in in the morning, keep an eye on the smoke production with the camera, add chips as needed, and glance at the remote every once in a while to see how the temperature is coming along. And that allows me to do a lot of other things during the day while dinner cooks. Another thing I found the smoker works great for is a reverse sear on a steak. Now, if you've never heard of this process, you're going to be blown away. It's a process where the steak is slow cooked to reach a set temperature, then thrown on a hot grill for a minute aside to sear in the juices and cook the outside. The way you like your steak from rare to well done is determined by the internal temperature of the meat. If you follow that, it's going to come out perfect every time, and the meat probe in the smoker is perfect. I had my first reverse sear steak at a place called McGuire's in Destin, Florida. Really super cool Irish pub feel. Neat place. I'll probably talk about it in the future. I like my steaks done medium, and this steak was perfect medium all the way out to the edges. Generally, the edges are well done with the center being medium. We were on a family vacation at the time, and I mentioned how amazed I was at how perfect the steak was done. And my son-in-law, who'd been a chef when younger, told me it was made using the reverse sear method. Then he explained it to me, and professionals use some sort of hot water device, and he said it's a little bit dangerous. But you can also do the slow cooking in your oven. You just need a meat probe to watch the temperature of the meat, which you can get a handheld one, which requires the opening and closing of the oven. And I know some ovens now include a meat probe. I think the one we have does, but I've never used it. I prefer the smoker because you get the smoke flavor and the meat probe is always in the steak and the temperature on the screen of the remote. It takes the work out of the process and the steaks come out absolutely perfect. Then two minutes on the Blackstone, a minute per side, and you are going to have a fantastic steak. Then finally, one year, I decided to try a smoked turkey breast. So we got a couple boneless single breasts to try. I applied a heavy dry rub, then inserted the meat probe. I kept plenty of chips in the smoker until the meat probe read 160 degrees. The results were amazing. It was one of the juiciest turkey breasts we ever had. And the next year, I did two bone-in turkey breasts, same rub, plus I put a stick of butter in the neck cavity and the butter melts throughout the turkey. It's amazing. And once again, just keep wood chips in it, typically about a half hour between loading chips, and wait for the internal meat temperature to reach 160 degrees. Those smoked turkey breasts have become the favorite at Thanksgiving. We generally have 22 to 25 family members here each year, and my wife always makes a huge turkey in a roaster. It's always fantastic, but the addition of the smoke flavor and tenderness from the smoked turkey breasts assure that there are no leftovers of those immediately. Now, the smoker, they've changed the graphics on the front and the new one on the new ones, but they still have the same design. 
I found them on Amazon for $250 for the 30-inch unit. I'll put a link on the webpage and in your email. Yes, we can receive a commission if you use the link, but no additional cost to you for using that link. I got to tell you, putting this podcast together has made me hungry, and I think I'm going to reverse sear some steaks this weekend. And like I said before, the Blackstone is perfect to sear the smoked steaks. So click on the link. Check it out. You're not going to be disappointed. It's just so easy to use. You're going to find yourself smoking way more often than you thought you ever would. We're always interested to hear what you think. Please go to our website, yourguidetothegoodstuff.com, and leave us feedback. That's Y-O-U-R, guidetothegoodstuff.com. You can also reach out at our email, yourguidetothegoodstuff at gmail.com. New episodes are released every Monday and can be found wherever you get your podcast. As an added benefit, if you sign up for our email, you will receive a synopsis of what Monday's episode is about on the Sunday before, Plus, you'll get any links we share and behind-the-scenes photos delivered to your email on the Monday after the episode is released. In the meantime, have a fantastic week, and as my friend would always say, Arrivederci.